Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hi, everybody, and thank you for bearing with us while we went on one of our many hiatuses. I was going to say, welcome to what's our podcast called again? It's been a hot minute. It has, I think a month. I think so. Um, May just like flew by. Yeah. And we have no real excuses other than we schedule our podcast meetings every Tuesday. And then every Tuesday morning, one of us inevitably texts the other and is like, hey, something happened or is happening. Can we skip the pod? Yeah. (laughs) That's literally been every Tuesday for the last like four hashtag can we skip the pod that's yeah. really all we should say to each other um but no we're here we're both I think I won't speak for you but I'm feeling like a little like chaotic right now like I've got a lot on the go I have some like unregulated energy so I was gonna say at. it seems like we're in high spirits today also that too yeah but I feel a little chaotic I feel yeah, a little like fair. spread all over the place I feel like summer is just like that I don't know. It just it always feel like, feels less structured. But does it feel like summer yet for you? Um, not necessarily, but it definitely, I think just like the anticipation of everything that's coming up mm. and the warmer weather for me, mm. at least definitely like puts me in this different mindset of like, okay, I'm going to check the like absolutely essential boxes. And then those other boxes, <laughs> like the podcast are kind of like, eh, I don't really feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we really have always been just doing this by feel. So I think that checks out for us. For sure. For sure. sure. Yeah. Well, um, shall we get into things for today? Let's do it. Okay. So as we have had some like particularly interesting little client moments lately, we thought we would share today about some specific, some more broad client lessons that have ultimately generated the the success that's really um, been f- most fulfilling or produced like the most change for our clients mm-hmm. and really digging into why failure is a crucial part of the process and not just something that happens, but actually like can be a really pivotal moment in creating more success for clients. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go into some situations that are probably like very relatable for most of you listening, where our clients specifically have felt like they are quote unquote failing or are just like maybe having a harder time than they anticipated. But in the long run, in the pursuit of their goals, it's actually been beneficial for them. Mm -hmm. And I want to preface this with just like the reminder that we don't always need to put like a positive spin on things. And we Mm -hmm. don't always need to be like, you know, see the bright side, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like this is by no means meant to be one of those. Um, but I do think it's important to take these moments of, you know, quote unquote failure or whatever we want to call it, or 
tough times and really look at, okay, like what, what are we learning from this and how is it setting us up to better handle this obstacle in the future? Mm -hmm. And in some cases, I think like having uh, a tough situation or literally like failing at something has resulted in us actually understanding what was behind it or like uncovering or overturn. What's that phrase? You're the phrase queen turning over stones, you know, something's hidden and we actually didn't know it was there until we like had to work through something. Otherwise it was like, it was not something even on my radar as a coach that we needed to chat about. Yeah. So let's just get into this list that we have. Let's roll. Okay. So this one is one of my clients, a more specific example, what I'll use, but in general, this is like when we fail to hit a goal, when there's something that we have been either given by our coach to focus on or something we have identified as a goal for ourselves. And for whatever reason, we just absolutely flop, do not fulfill like our uh, engagement with the goal. Do not check the boxes for the habits or things we know we need to do for success and we flop. So what does that actually look like? Um, I think it's helpful too, to just kind of give this specific example. Cause I think people can, yeah. can see themselves in it. So a while back I gave a client a goal to hit her macros with some, some greater consistency. We had been kind of like working towards just getting in the rhythm of like what it felt like to track, getting to know what foods were made up of what macros, um, you know, building those kind of routines first. Um, But for the change this client was wanting to see, we really did have to start dialing things in a bit more. So there was a week where I gave her a very specific like guideline. So I was like, I want you to hit your macros within five grams across the board. Um, just to see what that felt like, to see how much more or less challenging that was, to get a good idea of like what kind of change we could make. But at the end of the week in our check-in, it didn't happen. In fact, that week specifically, her macros were way more all over the board um, than they previously were. So that opened up a really great opportunity for us to talk about what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. And through that conversation, we realized that she had never been meal prepping. Never. She was always just kind of like flying up by the seat of her pants, tracking as she went. And with the added pressure of trying to get things in a better range, she actually felt like kind of flustered with the process um, and kind of just like abandoned it entirely. Mm -hmm. And so through that process, we learned that she wasn't meal prepping, which wasn't something on my radar. And she wasn't planning, which also wasn't something at the time that was on my radar. And so being able to kind of experience this flop really opened our eyes to the pieces that we really could tangibly work on to make things way easier. Mm -hmm. And so since then, we've gone back to this idea of like, let's just try to get within a decent range, but I haven't given her that specific like markers anymore. And you know what? Because we worked on meal prep, because we've talked about planning, she's hitting her macros to a much greater degree and her results are tenfold Mm -hmm. better than they were. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Cool. I think that happens in a lot of different situations where maybe the goal at first is, um, it might be a little bit, you know, out of reach which those goals are important too. Oh, uh, very good point. Yeah. 
right? So we might, and especially as coaches, when we're first working with a client, we don't necessarily know the full details of, you know, what their routines and stuff look like, right? Mm -hmm. So we might set a goal with our client that based on what they've been tracking and stuff like that might seem realistic. But then when it comes down to like the steps that it takes to achieve that goal, if those aren't in place, then it's going to be really hard, right? So by having that failure or by having that check-in where you're like, I didn't fucking do the thing. Then we're (laughs) able to kind of work backwards. And like Nicholas said, figure out, okay, what are the actual like procedural steps that we need to be focusing on in order to hit that goal? And oftentimes we'll find that just focusing on those like more habit-based steps is going to help us achieve that goal with less of an emphasis and less pressure on that specific thing, especially when it comes to like tracking. Yeah, I see it as like, discovering the cracks in the foundation and like it is tough when we have new clients because we're trying to gather a lot of information and talk about a lot of different stuff so to throw all of that on a client at once can be super overwhelming Mm -hmm. um so I wasn't necessarily surprised that you know we hadn't followed up on x or y conversation in a while because we had been working on so many other pieces So, I mean, a part of that is like, yeah, as a coach, I need to be doing a better job of like discovering and getting at the nitty gritty of like what's going on for a client in the week. So that even prompted me to start asking some different questions and checking in on some different things. Um, But ultimately, like it was a very positive experience and really did help to drive the change she was looking for. For sure. And now she's building habits that are going to support her in the future, whether she changes her outcome goal, whether she decides to stop tracking, like all of these things, right? So we've actually now built some really supportive habits that she's going to be able to carry with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think too, it's a really important like point you brought up with the idea of like a goal might have to be just out of reach too, to really identify the actual links it will take to get there. And that's an important lesson to learn too. And I think we'll kind of see little pieces of that with the other examples we have today. Absolutely. Um, Okay, let's move on to this next one. Um, I think probably all of us can relate to this at some point. (laughs) Nicola and I were just reflecting on like our own history with this one. Um, But The next one is, you know, going into a diet phase and having that diet phase not go to plan. Um, And and mostly we're talking about like not seeing the changes that we wanted to body composition wise, Mm -hmm. Um, which when we've like structured out a timeline and diet phase and then not seeing those changes that we were expecting can feel really fucking frustrating and really... um, I don't know. It just, it makes us, there's so many different emotions going on there and it can make like consistency in general, really difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like, so again, if we're using like a few specific client examples, um, sometimes we'll see this play out as like, we start a diet phase, we see some initial progress, but earlier than we would expect, there's like something that stalls it. So we've like seen some initial change, people are excited, and then something happens, often a big life event, Mm -hmm. um, or kind of like a shift in mentality, a shift in season even, and then all of a sudden progress stalls in a, a way we didn't predict and weren't prepared for. 
Um, and that can usually throw people off. We start mm-hmm. hearing things in check-ins like, I don't know why I'm not making progress. Is it even worth it? We start getting in our heads a lot. And the more we see our dialogue around it change, the less likely it is that we're going to be seeing the progress that we're actually wanting. Absolutely. So in these situations, what are some of kind of like the lessons or things we need to be looking at? Well, I mean, I think a big consideration if we're dealing with something where a big life change or event or something big happened, I think it's a good idea to sometimes to pause and ask like, is it worth being in the diet phase right now? Mm -hmm. Knowing the stress or the change or, you know, whatever is impacting you, are the trade-offs still worth it to be in the diet phase? Or would we be better to pull out now, go back to maintenance, have the kind of like flexibility and approach that's going to allow you to navigate this life change in a better way and go back to the diet phase when it's going to be more efficient, you're going to be happier, it's going to be more doable, and we're going to be more likely to see the change you want. Mm -hmm. I do think that's like the biggest underlying factor in these situations. Um, Similar conversations will come up as in the previous example around things like planning, Mm -hmm. meal prep, that kind of stuff, right? Um, But I think in these situations, what it really comes down to is, is the effort, are the effort and expectations matched? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, and we've done podcast episodes on like, okay, what's actually required to lose fat, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But I think just with all of the messages on social media and stuff, we have this idea in our head that like, okay, we just need to like kind of track our macros and, you know, things are going to roll. And like for some people that does work, but the, for the majority of person, it does take a heavy amount of effort mm-hmm. right? and a lot of consistency and more time than we think. So it's 100% okay to be like, you know what, I'm unwilling to put this effort in right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. And you and I have both gone through seasons where we've gone into cuts and we're like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. And then like, one, two, four weeks in, we're like, actually, no. <laughs> right. Like you know? when push comes to shove, I actually don't want to make these trade-offs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we need to be okay with, okay, if we're not willing to make those trade-offs, we need to adjust our expectations. Absolutely. Or like, think like, is it even, is this even a good idea right now? If I can't yeah. justify it to myself. Yeah. I think like there's a layer in there for people who are working with a coach that I've heard clients can acknowledge to themselves that this isn't the right time, but they're nervous about telling us about it because they don't want to be perceived as um, being lazy or not having the drive or the ambition um, or anything like that, like not being good enough to kind of like navigate a big life change or it's seen as like weak or um, yeah, like a failure if you like intentionally decide like, Hey, I'd rather actually enjoy the summer months and have more flexibility than like lose weight. Mm -hmm. And that's totally like in the individual's head, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a good coach, they're not having those feelings towards you. Right. So it usually is a story that we've made up about like what our coach is going to think. And I think another piece of that is maybe this idea that like, okay, we've committed to like X amount of months with a coach and we want to make the best of it. Mm. right and thinking that like being in a diet phase is the only way to make the best of it that's such a good point absolutely not the case right yeah um and I think I can't remember if we we did a maintenance episode but 
having a coach through maintenance and having a coach to help you, you know, develop these habits that are ultimately going to support you in a future fat loss phase is a fucking great use of your coach. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's like multiple pieces there. Mm, write that down for a future podcast episode what a coach could do for you in different places yeah for sure for sure um but yeah so I think like maybe a last little piece here is just really being honest with yourself and looking at what you value be honest Mm -hmm. with yourself if your values are not aligning with what you're pursuing it's not gonna go super well yeah um so you got to take that on and like hold yourself to that kind of integrity Mm -hmm. okay let's move on to this next one I don't know if you had a specific Uh, example of this. Well, I think, okay, I've seen it play out in a few ways. So in general, this idea of like thinking we need to eat a lot less than we do for the goal. Um, And we see this with a large population of clients, especially when they're first coming in to work with us. They've been on really low calorie diets. They've like, you know, my fitness pal has generated some numbers for them and told them to be eating like 1300 calories. Um, so they've spent a really long time trying to undereat, mm-hmm. And I think kind of looking at it before coaching, there's this trend that I think most people see is they think they're under eating because they think they're in a deficit or I shouldn't say under eating. They think they're in a calorie deficit, but they're holding themselves to that, you know, four or five days out of the week. And then the mm-hmm. other few days they're like, fuck it. I'm not tracking. And on average, they're not really in a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. And really figuring that out can be a very, very important lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think too, I've seen it play out when I'm working with clients and they do not agree that they need to be eating more and they will purposely undereat. And if I don't know that they're purposely undereating or they're like lying or fudging their numbers, it can create a really, a really tricky scenario where progress stops, but the things that I might do to improve progress actually aren't going to work because what I think is the problem is not the problem. Mm -hmm. So this whole thing could be, I mean, Nicola typed it up as under eating, but it could be like the obstacle is like lacking trust in the process. Mm-hmm. right like lacking trust in the fact that like eating more is ultimately going to set you up for success in the future um because yeah we do see that where we're like okay we want you to eat 1800 calories and people are like this is so much food when like it really isn't right it may be just well I mean really of- isn't is relative for sh- like for sure so like again to use that example of like a client is eating like 1300 calories Monday to Friday and then not tracking on the weekends for them to go up to 1800 calories Monday to Friday will feel like a lot because they're not right. used to it yeah but when we look at like the average maybe their calories are less than they were consuming before it just feels so different yeah and therefore like that's I think where that disconnect comes in yeah Yeah. Yeah. So being, I guess the takeaways here are just like being super open with your coach about how you're feeling about things. Mm -hmm. Um, and being honest with numbers is going to be kind of like the learning points there. Um, so that your coach can help explain things and talk through things. Um, and ultimately what we see in these situations is when people get to a point of like actually eating enough, they feel so much fucking better. 
Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my God, I've had a few clients lately that are like, I don't need to take a nap after work anymore. <laughs> or like, you know, I have so much more energy throughout the day or like, I'm not a raging bitch 24 seven, like all yeah, of or like, things. wow, I actually feel good in my workouts. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, when our entire like upbringing has been bombarded with messaging of like eat less, it's really hard to break through. Um, Mm -hmm. but putting the time and effort to break through that is like fucking magical. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that like another piece there is like, you have to be willing to not be pursuing fat loss for a while too. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think that kind of goes into another thing we had down here, which is like, what happens when you aren't being honest with your coach? Mm -hmm. What does happen? I mean, it can go a lot of ways. Um, sometimes like, you know, on my end, I'm really confused about what's going on because like what I'm seeing and hearing from the client just don't match what they're expressing um, or what I'm kind of like seeing through either data or trends and it's challenging to know where to go with that sometimes Um, I don't know there's sometimes where I'm like okay we're going like we try a handful of different things and then there's a point where I'm like I'm kind of stumped here as to like what's going on like where what's the conversation what do you as the client see as being like the biggest obstacle Um, and sometimes it's through those conversations that things come out Um, And sometimes I've had to say like, hey, I'm just checking in on like what I am defining as consistency or accuracy or um, effort. And I need to hear from you that that's also your definition. And if it's not, we really need to recalibrate Um, because that's tough too. I think even if we like start a coaching relationship with what we believe to be a shared sense of like effort and expectations, um, what consistency actually means a few months down the road, depending on what's been going on with a client that, that could use like a check-in for Mm -hmm. sure. For sure. Yeah. And when it comes to, you know, being honest with your coach, it's easy for us to say, because we're coaches and we recognize the value that comes from doing that. But if you've had like a previous negative coaching experience, um, right, where you've been shamed for not being yeah, like, like on it. Yeah. Like I have clients who have been hardcore shamed or been like, why would you fucking eat that? Or like, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, which is like absolutely heartbreaking. And that's obviously going to impact how you feel moving into a new coaching relationship. Mm-hmm. But even um, just like having your integrity questioned, like, don't you want sure. this? Why aren't you, you know? Yeah. And that when we're having these conversations, that's definitely not what we're doing, right? We're, we're looking at, okay, you're saying this, your actions are this, you know, there's a disconnect here. So like what's going on, mm-hmm. right? And in it's, it's in no way shameful. It's in a curiosity point. And it's part of our role as coaches is to help you, you know, um, be more honest with yourself and be more curious and aware of, you know, where those disconnects are. Um, so it's never from a place, at least inside of our coaching, other coaches, we can't speak for, um, hopefully if you're a coach listening, you're also doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's from a place of helping the client realize these things and not us like being in an authority position and like telling them what's what, right. Because ultimately we don't know that. So 
if you're in a position where you feel like you can't be honest with your coach, that's definitely a conversation to be had with them. Mm -hmm. Or just some like work on your end to like really figure out like, why aren't you able to be honest with them? Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it might be worth the conversation and other times it might be just like worth ending the relationship. If you really do feel like you can't bring forward, like your honest, real shit, Mm -hmm. that's, that's something to really reflect on. For sure. There was one other thing I want to quickly touch on before we move into these last couple of points is this like conversation around making sure that the coach and the client have the same definitions of things. I just had Mm -hmm. a very specific example of this where Mm -hmm. I have a new client and we're talking about this idea of like flexibility versus structure. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was talking about how to like include both of those things. She has body composition goals. So we're talking about how there like needs to be a certain amount of structure there. Mm -hmm. Um, But for her, which I didn't realize until we started talking through this, she took structure to mean that she has to like restrict foods and like Mm -hmm. not eat popcorn with her boyfriend was like the specific example that she was using. And so she was like, okay, well, I'm just going to allow myself to have popcorn one day. And so for me, I was like, that's not what I meant by structure, right? Like you can Mm -hmm. fit popcorn into your macros every single day. Um, And that's where like the flexibility piece comes in. But if we are eating popcorn every day and blowing our macros, you're probably not going to see body composition progress, right? So just like making that clarification. And then she was like, oh, okay, awesome. I can understand now where this like flexibility structure spectrum comes in. Um, And so we were able to move forward and decide that like, okay, we're going to plan to have some sort of fun treat every single night in our macros um, so that she wasn't feeling like she was restricted or deprived of that. Mm-hmm, nice. And you can see how that conversation would evolve later on. Say you get farther into a deficit, um, have to make some other adjustments, and maybe you have to revisit that conversation about, okay, to get to like the quote unquote next level, or for someone with body composition goals to get even leaner, we might have to focus more on whole quality. I shouldn't say like quality foods, popcorn is a quality food, um, but we might have to be more mindful that like treats can be more calorie expensive and Mm -hmm. we need to put those calories elsewhere. Um, so again, yeah, yeah, you might have to revisit that. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to go back to that conversation makes it a Mm -hmm. lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that for sure. Um, okay. Let's move on to this next one, because I think this is one that literally Mm -hmm. every single person, including us can relate to. Literally so, just happened to me over the weekend. Well, and it happened to a lot of people over May long weekend, right? And yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're talking about the obstacle being weekends or travel. And so situations where you chat with your coach, you have a plan going into the weekend and then, and you're feeling good. And then you check in after the weekend and you're like, that plans? was a plan show. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so it feels like we failed. Mm-hmm. of the weekend because we didn't carry through any of those those plans mm-hmm. I just responded to a client that this happened to this past weekend um so what are what are some of like the learning points here well I think first I would generally check on like why why did plans fall through like what happened and I would say the most common response is just like uh oh, spontaneous things came up I didn't want to say no I wanted to like live in the moment and YOLO a little bit yeah. And I would 
from personal experience, that's what happened to me this weekend. I decided to YOLO hard. Yeah. Um, but I think what is most important for me as an individual, like personally, is knowing that I'm doing it intentionally and I'm not getting swept up in saying yes to things for other people. Like I right. have the ability to pause and be like, okay, I fully acknowledge that the mm -hmm. choices I'm about to make do not align whatsoever with my goals. And yet I'm willing to pause the goals right now to prioritize this. Right. And that and this weekend, it. yeah, that this weekend for you was like a very personal choice. Whereas <laughs> on other weekends, you might say, uh, actually, this spontaneous thing isn't worth, you know, pausing my goals because it's doing something that someone else wants me to do or that I don't really want to do or, you know, having alcohol just because everyone else is, mm -hmm. or, you know, having whatever birthday cake or, you know, whatever eating birthday cake, because it's someone's birthday, even though I don't fucking like cake, you know, like, who are these? Who, sorry, things. I'm just pause. Who are well, these people? <laughs> it depends. I was just like thinking of things yeah, yeah, that like yeah, I yeah. would do when like, you know, it depends on the kind of cake, but yeah, for sure. this is, this is the main point of making that making those decisions um, consciously and not just like falling into habit or falling into people pleasing. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's, I think the biggest thing we see. Yeah. Um, and so let's say like we had a client whose weekend fell apart. We're checking in with them on Monday. What are the kind of things we're saying to them for this week to like get back into things? Uh, well, I want to still talk about the reflection piece because I got mm -hmm. another couple other things there. Okay, go. Um, the other things is, okay, once we figured out why, and if like the spontaneity is a thing, then we have that conversation around taking a moment to pause, mm -hmm. right? You know, if you're presented with the opportunity to do something or food is brought out or something, literally go to the bathroom and like, take a little pause, right? And think like, is this, I always say go to the bathroom because I have a hard time doing this in front of people. Um, like pausing and deciding? Yeah. yeah. So I like to just remove myself from the situation for a minute because I'm a very like impulsive person. Um, so that's an option. And then in that reflection piece too, that's an opportunity for us to then think, okay, in the future, maybe I need to identify some of the obstacles that might come up or some of these spontaneous things that might come up and give some like options for what I might do if they do. Mm -hmm. um, so that can be really helpful, especially... So say, for example, on Saturday, you're planning to like go for a hike with your friends. And one of the obstacles that might come up is after the hike, they want to go for beers, mm -hmm. right? In that moment, it might be really hard to say no to beers because you're hot. You just did a hard hike and beers taste fucking great when you're in the mountains. Um, but if you identify that obstacle ahead of time and you say, okay, if they want to go for beers, I'm going to have one beer. I'm going to track it in my macros ahead of time. And then I'm going to have Diet Coke after. Fucking great. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so identifying those ahead of time and kind of going through, or maybe you need to like write a script for what you're going to say to the person in order to turn down that thing. Just mm, things like interesting. That. Yeah. I was talking to a client. Um, she has like a, a weekly, I believe it's a work event where people are always going out for happy hour. Um, and she finds it hard to go, but then say no to drinks. 
So first we broke down that like going and actually being a part of that is really important to her, which is, I think, what we see on the weekends. People want to say yes to things because they want that connection, the social time. Mm -hmm. What then becomes hard is not engaging in the practices, food and drink generally, that then don't work with like what they're trying to achieve for themselves. And like you're saying with this script, what I've had her start doing is saying yes to going, but saying I have something to do at this amount of time. and therefore I don't want to drink. So I want to come, I want to be there, but I'm not drinking and actually declare that to people so that when she gets there, she doesn't have to be in the moment and potentially find herself caving to peer pressure or have people asking, why aren't you drinking? So stating what you're going to do ahead of time, I think is a great way to alleviate the pressure in the moment, allows you to actually just go there and enjoy yourself. Um, And when people aren't asking you, you know, why are you doing X or Y, it makes things so much easier. So much easier. Um, The other part of this reflection piece was maybe we set goals for the weekend or for the travel that were, you know, maybe unrealistic. Mm -hmm. And that happens too. So there's many times where I'm like, hey, this is happening. Do you feel like you want to track this weekend or do you want some time away from tracking or do we want to use more social profiles or whatever? And people are like, no, I want to track everything throughout the entire trip. And then they come back and then they're like, I didn't track anything. (laughs) So that's where maybe like that goal to track everything was a little bit too structured. Ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to then say, okay, so what came up? These are the things blah, blah, blah happened. I didn't know how to track it, or I didn't want to track it. And then we can look at, okay, well, do we want to maybe just track protein or do we want to set some non-negotiables or do we want to pack our own breakfast and at least have like that solid breakfast, right? There's so many different ways that we can navigate those weekends beyond either tracking or not Mm -hmm. um, to be able to come out of them still feeling good. Mm -hmm. And I would argue that the people who set like minimums end up making better choices overall than the people who try and go to the extremes and like perfection their way through a weekend it's doable for sure but I think more often than not we see people throw the fuck it towel in and are like whatever couldn't couldn't do this so I'm not gonna do any of it yeah exactly exactly so yeah those are just some reflection pieces and then Nicola was saying what would we talk about getting back into things and I think it really is just a matter of you know, getting back to your regular habits um, and just, you know, doing some meal prep, getting groceries, not stewing on what happened and instead just focusing on like in this moment, what's like the aligned decision that I can make now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in that, with the example of like checking in with the person the next day, um, I'm also thinking about like, I would definitely ask, okay, so what are we doing differently this weekend? Um, and setting like ourselves up for some very different goals, most likely, or what actually worked from the weekend, what were like the the things you know you can do again or that felt really good to engage in? Um, how can we make sure we're doing those again? And then looking at like what aspects need to change? Yeah, yeah. So some thoughts there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, do we want to hit this last one here? And then yeah, let's hit up. it. Let's hit it. Um, speaking of hitting. Okay. So this one, the obstacle is going to be what happens or how do we learn or reflect when we do accomplish a goal or do hit a goal and realize like, cool. So what, you know, like we're not even super pumped about it. Yeah. 
Did you have a specific example of that in mind when you wrote that? I did. Yeah. And maybe we'll think of some others as we go. But I think we see this, maybe I'm just talking about myself, but we see this when a client has a weight loss goal and when they are losing weight, measurements are changing, their pictures look very different and they're still not satisfied. I think that's one piece or when they change and they're like, but I still don't feel confident or I'm still not happy. Like I thought my feelings, my confidence or whatever were going to be tied to this outcome. Turns out they're not. Mm-hmm. Now what? Yeah. And that's like sometimes a really shitty realization. It's super um, shitty. It like, especially if you've like put in a ton of work to get there. Um, but I think it happens more frequently than we would expect. And mm-hmm. it is a really good little reflection piece because then we're, then we take a zoom out and we're like, okay, what are the other factors in my life that are contributing to whatever feeling we thought was going to come via this outcome goal? And, and is there, are there actually other things where I need to like put my time and energy? Mm-hmm. I think it could be really confronting because like it almost challenges your belief system as well. It challenges what you thought about yourself, um, what you thought it was going to take to generate confidence, to make yourself happy, to feel good in your body or with yourself. And that can be a really, really tough pill to swallow when you have, like you said, put in so much effort and so much work and you're left feeling, you know, kind of blah about it. You're not left with that reward that you were anticipating this whole time. Yeah. I know this is like so cliche, but even if you are fucking pumped about the reward or the outcome that you achieved, that usually doesn't last very long, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think it is like an overarching lesson for us to really focus on the process, you know, and this idea of like, okay, who is this making me versus what is it getting me? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we're going to learn that through failures of not even reaching the goal in the first place. And sometimes we're going to get that through reaching the goal and having that like fleeting excitement about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would argue like, oh, God, if we talked about all the cliches in this industry, but trust yeah. the process for sure is a huge one. But I think like the process also doesn't end when you reach the goal. Like, for yes, sure. the process of getting to the goal is what we tend to focus on in our like working relationships because they're brief in a sense. They're not going on for years and years and years for most people. Yeah. Um. So like the process also includes what happens when you reach the goal and what you choose to go do with that or where you choose to go from there is also part of the process and I think like when we talk about goals that might be a piece that we don't talk about enough Mm -hmm. it's like cool let's talk about getting there but let's also weave in expectations around like how it's going to feel what we want to do from there yeah Um, on maybe yeah on maybe a broader level than even just like, okay, after we diet, we'll go back to maintenance. Right. Like that's definitely a conversation we have. Yeah. But I think at a more like emotional, mental level, it would be helpful to also talk about like how the process continues. Mm-hmm. And checking in on that throughout the mm-hmm. throughout the pursuit of that goal, right? Of hey, what's working for you right now in your life in general, mm-hmm. not right. just like in what's terms driving, of composition. What's driving current confidence? What's driving current yeah. happiness and enjoyment? Yeah. And it, it might be something that is uh, 
maybe not the most productive conversation to have at the beginning because like we're kind of noting here you kind of you can't always predict mm -hmm. how you'll feel at the outcome or at what feels like the end of something we can't predict it at all because all we know is based on the experiences that we've had mm -hmm. so <laughs> right so we have this idea in our head I think that's a lot of a lot of our issues quote-unquote mm -hmm. is this having this idea in our head of how something is going to feel when we do it and then it feeling different and then us feeling shitty about the fact that it's feeling different Right. And that's not to say that we can't or shouldn't have expectations. Mm -hmm. Expectations drive so much of what we do. Yeah. Um, but I think just like also having like a lens of realism behind it and being like, you know, it might not be as shiny as I think it's going to be, or it might be even shinier. Who knows? Right. Yeah. 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 So those are some little kind of reflections for y'all to think about. Hopefully you can relate to some of those. I think most of us can relate to probably majority of them at some point um, as I check myself on my weekend activities yeah. <laughs> so yeah if you are one of our clients and some of this stuff is coming up for you absolutely please feel free to bring that up in your check-ins or um, whatever communication you have with us we love mm -hmm. you know talking about these things from a broader perspective um, and if you're working with another coach again bring that up with them you know bring up the feels. That's a big part. It's not just about macros, right? Um, yeah. So let's wrap this up with fuck yes and fuck no. Okay. 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 Uh, okay. I've got a fuck yes. Okay. I got some new underwear lately. Oh, you've talked about underwear say. a few times. Have I? Yeah. Oh my You're God. Like high waisted ones. Okay, so that was a while ago. I've moved yeah. on from those because okay. sometimes they don't work in what I'm wearing. Right. Um, but man, new underwear just makes me feel like a, a new person. They're just yeah, cute. Nice. They fit really nice. They're so comfy. And I don't know about y'all, but I love just like walking around the house in my underwear. You do that a lot. Big t-shirt underwear. Yeah. That for all my clients who I do my videos for, that's what I'm wearing when I yeah, do yeah. professionalism. <laughs> that's, that's it right there. Yeah, that's yeah. top-notch professionalism. Underwear is not something that I think about. Like when I'm like, I want to splurge or I want to treat myself. It's never underwear. Like my underwear is so. No, I would agree. I was too. And full disclosure, I was at the point where every pair of my underwear was period underwear. Period panties. Yeah, every yeah. pair was like, I was like, oh, okay, like uh, I could yeah. uh, treat myself here. Yeah, use the old student loans to buy some new undies. Right. I'm a living like a queen. Molly, my period underwear has turned into Molly's toys. She's an underwear dog. She well, she just has like she took one pair of my period panties, and I was like, whatever, I'll just like let her have it for now. But it was so. Are we funny. talking like? Okay. What? No, I was going to say something gross. Go on. Oh, no, they were clean. They were clean undies. <laughs> okay, you knew what I was yeah. going to ask. <laughs> but she like was ripping around the house with like them wrapped around her neck. Oh my God. That's it funny. was so funny. Yeah. And then she like pulled them out when Brad's parents were over. I was nice. like, we shouldn't have these, but whatever. Um, so yeah, that's funny. Okay. So I need a fuck no. Ah, da, 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 da. I mean, fuck no is like when you think your period ends and it's like just kidding here to ruin a few things of yours I don't have that happen ever. what no your period is like okay it's just it's done yeah it's just like stops yeah 
How do you know it stopped? Well, it just like, I have two really heavy days and then it just like, it's just gone. eases off. Yeah. It eases yeah. off. Okay. Yeah. But like my yeah. easing off is sometimes a shocker. Right. Yeah. Mine never is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I have a fuck no though. Okay. Okay. When your menstrual cup gets up to yeah. you can't get it out. Yeah. The trauma that text that Sarah sent terrifying. me last week. She's like, Seriously. oh my God, it's stuck. I can't get it up. So yeah. Then I just went to work and then throughout work, it like got, got loosened up a little bit and then oh. I got it up. But yeah, it was terrifying because I was like, I'm going to have to fucking go to the doctor. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, the benefit of the vagina is that it has an end point. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like if people get stuck, stuff stuck in the butt, that yeah. goes all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> Brad was like, why don't you use tweezers? I was like, oh, okay, you're you're yeah. Coming. Get out. Let me here. just stick yeah. these sharp objects yeah. and blindly yeah. snip away. Yeah, absolutely not. Anyways, Pins, that was maybe TMI, but you know it's been a while since we podcasted, so you're welcome. This is the chaotic energy I was referencing. Yeah, exactly. We, it had to come out sometime. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. All right, we'll leave it there for today. Cool. And um, I would going- say. I was going to say, follow us on Instagram, but neither of us are doing anything on Instagram lately. So if you want to follow us I have ideas there, in I my have head. Ideas too. <laughs> so follow along for future stuff. Right. Well, and it's almost the end, end of the month. So there'll be a monthly recap, which those are always fun. Those are literally all I'd like. Mind you, this is coming out June 2nd. So yes, go follow us on Instagram. So follow us. Check and- in with those. Because that'll back. definitely be the most recent. Yeah, thing we post. Okay, great. Yeah. Cool. I think I might post a little cut update too. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Maybe I will Anyhow. too. Do it. Do it. Do it. What okay. would I say? Do as I say, not as I do. You just said you were doing great. I was, and then I had a yolo weekend. Week. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You're back at it. Yeah, but you know what my coach said to me. She said, I'm glad you took that weekend. Yeah. She you even get mad me to me. take rest this weekend. Well, yeah, you needed it. That was a different story. Yeah. <laughs> well, you also needed it in a different way. In a different way. All social interaction. Yeah. But now I'm socialed out until I come visit you. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's how she rolls. Yeah. Cool. Okay. We're wrapping this up because I have to pee and go relieve my dog of her sadness and her. <sighs> her depression. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for Thanks tuning so in. Much. And we love you. Goodbye. Bye.